Okay. Good morning. Good morning. So, last week we had the Aserus of the Ten Commandments and Harsinai, um, uh, the Torah was given. And this week begins, like we discussed in the beginning of the week, a series of a bunch of mitzvahs. The parsha is full of mitzvahs. So I want to discuss today the first mitzvah that the parsha discusses, the, the parsha mentions. And it's interesting, very interesting, because um, uh, nothing is by chance, nothing is for no reason. And it's, it's almost weird when you think about what is the first mitzvah that Hashem chose to discuss as the series of mitzvahs following um, Matan Torah, following the giving of the Torah. What is the first mitzvah that's discussed in the parsha this week? Anyone know what's the first mitzvah? Evidivri. Where it talks about a Jewish slave. There's two ways how, how someone can be a Jewish slave. One way is if they uh, don't have money and they don't, don't have enough to support themselves, so they sell themselves, they sell themselves as a slave. Another type of Jewish slave is where they, unfortunately, someone stole, a ganav, someone that stole from someone else, and they were caught, they were brought to Basin, but they didn't have what to pay. They didn't have any money to be able to pay for what they stole. And as a result, Basin sells the person to make the money back to be able to pay for what he stole. So, and this person is sold as a slave. And when he sold as a slave, the Torah discusses all the different halachas of how you deal with a slave. But very briefly, the um, maximum amount of time that the slave can be sold for initially is six years. He sold for six years, and then in the seventh year he goes free. And um, it's calculated, but the seventh year he goes free. Um, so very interesting halachas about the, the master marrying a moth, etc. But what, if you think about it, it's almost odd. I mean, the Torah could have picked, Hashem could have picked any mitzvah to start with. There's a whole bunch of mitzvahs. And the mitzvahs in the parasha this week are all mitzvahs which are part of the regular life, regular dealings we discussed. The chosh mishpat, the regular, the, the regular dealings of a Jew with other people and with himself and in business and in life. And the, it's, it's odd that the Torah picks this mitzvah of evadivri to start with. Like, what's the message? Why, why is that the most important one to begin the discussion of mitzvahs with? And it, it, it should have even started with first talking about stealing, the halachas of stealing. If you steal this and this happens, and if you don't have what to pay back, then you sell them as a slave. But it doesn't even discuss the halachas of stealing, it goes straight into evadivri. So there's, there's actually a couple different answers that are given. I want to discuss two answers, which are very interesting and very powerful. One answer to why it, uh, the first mitzvah that's discussed is evadivri is because when the Torah comes to discuss these mitzvahs, like I said, these mitzvahs are dealing with very, um, the regular parts of a person's life. And the Torah, like we discussed, Hashem is, is showing how in every part of our life, which we may feel sometimes is not holy, not godly, not significant, um, we may feel that Hashem isn't present in the regular dealings and regular happenings of our life. Hashem is coming and giving us the message, and no, even when it comes to your regular, um, the regular things you do in business, in, in, in your house, in um, just and the way you just deal with other people, it's not something which is, which is detached 
from when you're in shul and davening, from when you're doing from your from holiness, from the godly part of yourself. It's one and the same. It's it's completely connected and intertwined. That everything that you do has to have Hashem present in it. So that's in general the message. So the Torah wants to give us the following message: that a person may think that it's one thing to say that that Hashem is present, and that it's necessary to think about Hashem when I'm an upright human being. I'm doing everything that's, 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 that's expected of me. And I just have to bring Hashem into it more. When I'm living as a regular moral person, and, I, and I, I'm trying to be as honest as I can, and I have to just bring Hashem into it. I have to just make, make sure that Hashem is more present and I'm thinking about Hashem and I'm doing everything with a godly purpose. But a person that has unfortunately reached places where they're doing things which are inappropriate, when they fall to a level, to someone that can steal, where they're completely taking Hashem out of the picture, so to speak, they're stealing from someone else, they're being dishonest. Stealing doesn't necessarily mean actual stealing, going to someone and taking some of their belongings. Um, if we know anyone that, that, uh, that deals with money and deals with other people, there's many different ways how stealing can happen. Like, um, deceiving other people, or, or, and it's, it's, very, it's very difficult sometimes, sometimes to be 100% honest. So you can have a person that, that is lowered himself to such a low level where they already feel that these parts of me have nothing to do with God. This, I'm a person that completely detached myself from, from Hashem. I'm a, a person that completely is living a life which is not at all inspired by and doesn't ha at all have Hashem in it. Comes the Torah and Hashem says, I'm start the first mitzvah immediately following Matan Torah. I just told you that I'm your God. I just told you that I'm the, I'm the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. And I want to um, cho choose you as my people. Hashem chose us as His nation. What is the first mitzvah? When it comes to now I want to discuss with you how to deal with your life. What is the first thing Hashem wants to tell us? That don't think that if you, that if you become a person, that, and you may feel inappropriate, you may feel dishonest, you may feel like you're a person which completely took God out of your life, don't think that Hashem is not thinking about you. And don't think that it's not possible for you to bring out, to, to make yourself um, and bring your, bring Hashem back in, no matter how low you may have fell, even if you're someone that is it falls in the category that you need to be sold as a slave to pay back your debts, even such a person, not only even but specifically such a person, Hashem saying this is the first thing I want to, to to discuss. I want even such a person to know that yes, it's possible and it's you're capable of bringing Hashem into your life. And making your life, even such a life, you're, you're serving as a slave. Even such a person, it's possible for him to bring Hashem, and it's necessary, and Hashem expects that you should be able to bring him into your life, even in such a stage. So that is one reason why this is the first mitzvah that Hashem feels important to discuss out of all mitzvahs. Another reason along the same lines is we're, um, along the same lines, there's another, approaching it from another angle. That when we're in the presence of holiness, when we're in the presence—I mean, when we're in the presence of godliness—obviously, people people get inspired. It may be on a holy day, it may be in a holy moment, it may be in a, um, something, an experience in your life which reminded you of God and reminded you that Hashem is watching after you and looking over and looking looking after you, protecting you. But in, it may be when it, there's a it's a holy moment where Hashem is present. You feel His presence. It's very easy for a person to be inspired and feel like, I want to do everything right. I want to be a good person. 
But as soon as those moments are gone, as soon as we're distant from them, a week or two away, um, or in space, we're out of the shul, we're back, we're, we're, we're doing our own things. Um, and even in shul sometimes, wearing our tefillin, but our mind is somewhere else. <laughs> you say the biggest um, business uh, um, inventions, ideas, ideas. ideas, happen in the middle of Shemayin Esrei, in the middle of uh, with your tefillin. So you could be in the spot, but still your mind is completely somewhere else. So um, they, you know, there's a joke they say, that there's a person that uh, was sitting, was in shul davening. It was Shabbos. Shabbos and Shul Davening. And he, starts, and, and he starts thinking about one of his business deals that he's in the middle of. And he starts thinking, well, what if, the, what, what if that person makes this move? What if he decides that he wants to, that he wants to take it in another direction? What am I going to do? He, then he comes up with a solution. Then he says, well, what if once I do that solution, what if he comes up with something else? And he starts going on and on and on. Finally, he comes to the end and he's stuck. And he's stuck. He says, no, what if this person does so, so and so? How would I respond? What am I going to do? This is all in the middle of Shemayin Esrei. <laughs> and finally, he comes to the conclusion and he realizes, wait, that person doesn't daven. <laughs> he doesn't have the time to come up with all of this. <laughs> so he'd never come to, to, to think of this. Um, so, so, this is, uh, so, when you, so when we're in the presence of holiness, it's very easy to feel holy and want to do holy things. But when we're not in the presence of holiness, obviously a person is not inspired. It doesn't feel like, doing, uh, it doesn't feel like being godly or being holy. So when the Yidden were by Matan Torah, what happened there? Hashem literally revealed Himself to them. But we know it's unique. No other religion has this. Where all the three million people that were there, and every soul that ever that will ever exist was there. And they saw Hashem. And they heard from Hashem. So with such an experience, you could imagine that yes, you could imagine that Hashem is present. Everyone's feeling it. Everyone's inspired. They feel committed. They feel like this is all I want. This is the truth. This is, this is what's real in life. And this is all I want to be connected to comes down the line, Parshish Mishpatim, we're already away from Atantara, we're no longer in the presence of this great revelation of Hashem. Yes, a person, this is when it happens that a person can fall to be as low as a Ganev that steals, and has to be sold for what he, what he stole to pay back his debt. Stealing, we know means, stealing means that, that you're, you think no one's watching you. The Chachamim explained this, the difference between a Ganev and a Gazlan. A Ganev is someone that steals in secret. No one, he thinks no one sees him. He doesn't realize that, yes, there's one person that's watching you all the time. Hashem, right? So to be a Ganev, to steal in a way where you feel that, where you, where you convince yourself that there's no one watching you, forgetting that there is one person that's always watching you, Hashem. We're talking about such a person that literally put himself in the place and is doing things in his life thinking that Hashem is not watching him. And comes such a person, and when he realizes how far he came, when he realizes how low he became, a person, such a person may feel that there's no hope for him. What am I able to do? Comes Hashem and says, yeah, this is the first mitzvah I want to discuss. And I want to give you the, tell you that there is a way for such a person to be free. Even once someone sold as a slave, we can type the words, it says, for six years he, he works as a slave, and in the seventh year he comes free. What, are, what does that mean? So six years working as a slave can mean six, six, six years working on himself. That even such a person has the ability to do tshuva. Even such a person has the ability to work on himself. If after six years he works on himself, the Torah guarantees, and this is for every slave, but if he doesn't want to go through, there's a whole process of the Mitzayrah, to pierce the ear. But it's a guarantee where the Torah says, six years you work, and in the seventh year you will go free. And the Torah is telling this Jew that has come so far to, that he, after all the inspiration and all the holiness, 
And all the experience, literally experiencing God, comes the, a while later, and he's already fell as low as being a, someone that's sold as a slave, that he, um, he thinks to himself and thinks that there's no hope, comes at her and tells this person, Not only do you have hope, you have the guarantee that if you put the effort in for six years, or whatever the six years mean for the person, you have the guarantee that if you put the effort in to do tshuva, to work on yourself, to, to bring Hashem back into your life, then yes, that in the seventh year, you will go free. The six Kabbalistically represents the six midos, um, the, the main midos that we work on. That if a person, six days of the week also, that if a person goes through the, the process of life and is ready to work on themselves and bring Hashem back in, Hashem guarantees that yes, on the seventh day, Shabbos, you will have the time and the world will have the time at large. But if the sixth millennium, the seventh millennium, Kabbalah says the millennium of Mashiach, that, um, that we will, um, we're guaranteed that we will go free. We're guaranteed that, you will, that Hashem will, bring, will, will allow you back in, so to speak. So the messages here are very clear, whichever angle it is, but the messages are very clear that yes, you have a time like the Torah being given, we have a time of intense um, and immense holiness and godly revelation. And yes, then we have the, the time and the people that become very distant from it and become very detached. Whether it be in the regular day, in the middle of the day or in the entire period in the person's life where they feel detached. And they're, or they're doing things which are completely, they, they're doing these things, they feel that they're completely detached. Comes Hashem and says that no one's ever detached. That everyone, even, even if you're in the physically low place, Hashem, the door is open for this person to be able to, to bring Hashem back in. This is the first message Hashem wants to give. This is the premise when it comes to discussing all the laws that have to do with the regular parts of life, the first thing to remember to keep in mind is that yes, that no matter where you are, no matter how low you a person may have felt, they have the ability to bring Hashem back in. Nice. So we should be zoichet to the vashviz, yetzel lachashi, that uh, we will have Mashiach, we will all be free from all the troubles and all the distractions and all the detachment. We should experience Hashem like we experienced in the Matan Torah.